Welcome to Mock Footage. I really like movies. I do too, but I haven't seen too many. And that's why we're going to watch a bunch together. We'll make sure to keep it swear-free for Grandma. Definitely, and we will be talking about major plot details, so consider this your spoiler warning. Oh, I wonder what we're going to watch this week. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's not your favorite mock footage hosts. I can't. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, hi, how are you doing, Ray? It's been a while. I'm doing well, thank you. Tell me how about your life. I was born. My mother thought that it that it was a Tuesday because the first thing she said, you have to tell your brother, you have to tell your brother that you that it's another boy because my brother really wanted a brother but it was a sunday so unless he was in sunday school it couldn't have happened i was born on a sunday now skip 27 years and here i am a big mess a big man i'm a big forge man and i'm also a big mess how are you it's Tell me tuesday about now your Oh my god, happy birthday. <laughs> my birthday was on a Tuesday this year. Not this Tuesday. Last Tuesday. And then the day after that, last Wednesday for people keeping count, uh, May 12th, I got my wisdom teeth taken out of my head, which is why we didn't have an episode last week. Now Joe has minus one wisdom for the rest of his life. Minus three. Oh, it was three. Yeah. Actually, what I'm what I'm finding is that the wisdom teeth did not contain wisdom, but rather they they gave uh, blocked it. Oh, so you just unlocked a new skill tree? Yeah. Is it pain maintenance? Well, that has been... Those are like the early tier skills that I have to learn before I get to the good stuff. And oh, boy, oh see. boy, have I had to learn those skills. Mm-hmm. How are you doing, bud? I'm doing so well. I'm mostly tired from being in pain all day. Um, I but think this is the episode. I think we're just yeah. going to release this instead of doing a movie this week. Well, yeah, let's... let's I just wanted to get a little update to our, our loving fans, um, but I, I do think that we're going to watch a movie this week, and that movie is going to be iRobot featuring Will Smith. You robot. Me robot. Me? No, you robot. Me robot. We I, robot. We would like to robot. What happens in the movie? And and yeah. iRobot is a movie where Will Smith has to buddy up with... Uh, uh, a robot sentient AI friend because we are now in the future where uh, robots uh, have when sentience and rights 2025 okay um, and uh, Will Smith whose name is Rodney in this movie okay. doesn't trust the robot he's not a robot truster but as, as they spend time together uh, he will Sorry, Rodney realizes that hmm, maybe robots do have feelings and uh-huh. and have emotions and thoughts and processes, just like humans. So, what are some of the events that happens that gets Rodney to believe this? And also, does the robot have a name? Um, robot's name is Alex. They go to a rave 
They, they go to a rave. They go to a rave. They go to a future rave. And they for, Wait, like <laughs> for a reason or is Rodney just supposed to hang out with Alex for the sake of hanging out with Alex? So, okay. <clears throat> it's his counselor robot. And they're just oh. hanging out. So Rodney is going through um, some some family issues. Uh, he is separated from his wife. And Alex is his counselor, but he doesn't trust him. And so they're put under this program where they have to spend time with each other to get more comfortable with each other's that existence. Seems wildly unprofessional. It really is, but I didn't write this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They go to a rave. They dance. They listen to Daft Punk because Daft Punk was shiny and new when this movie came out. And now, when did this movie come out? Two thousand nine. Okay, that's when Daft Punk happened. Everybody. That's when Daft Punk was new. That's when Daft Punk was brand new and shiny. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> they go to a rave and then they go to dinner, and Alex has emotions and is chill and is fine but will is very hesitant to accept this fact um and it's only through a number of hijinks evenings and just the most of the movie is them having dinner together so like every night they have dinner and so so is is this a comedy yeah it's kind of like a (laughs) low-key rom-com Okay. <laughs> yeah. So every night they have dinner and they learn a little bit more about each other. Um, and <laughs> it's fun and it's great. And it's just like the two of them riffing back and forth about like beef and whether or not we should be eating like meat. And then they talk about like what they did when they were younger. And uh, like when Alex was, how old is Alex? About five. Okay. And then Roddy makes some extremely insensitive jokes about how Alex is very young, mm-hmm. of course. And then they end dinner there and and Alex says, check, please, and just goes for the night. And then they don't have dinner for a few nights and it's gloomy and it's sad. So they do reconcile. Do all of the robots in this future have like um, like... So we're we're as the audience we're led to believe that the AI is complex and they are basically people. They're synthetic yes. humans. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And that's like across the board for the robots. Yes, they're just like intermixed with people. There's they have normal jobs. They're hanging out. They're they're vibing. They're chilling. They're just living their day to day. This seems significant. It feels like that would be part of the movie, or is it not? Are we just like we're just we're accepting in the future it. and there's robots now? We're accepting that these things that look different from us are actually very similar to us. Okay. So just like in uh, just like in Bojack Horseman, my obligatory Bojack Horseman reference, where there's some animal people. And, and we just uh, accept that. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Sorry, I bumped my, my table. And, and we just accept that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so... What's Alex's deal then? I mean, Alex is a counselor bot. Why did Alex choose to become a counselor bot? So Alex was actually a firefighter. 
okay. before this. Interesting. And, okay. But decided that was not the career for them. Uh, he instead chose to become a counselor because he was very in touch with his emotions and also wanted to help other people and robots uh, kind of maintain their psychological and emotional health. Mm-hmm. And so went to school for two years to become a counselor. Because this is the future and it's nice. <laughs> and we learned through this through like little snippets of like the dinner conversations that right, they have. Right, right, right. <clears throat> I wanted to ask you about one scene in particular. It's It's been a long time since I've seen this movie, but one of the scenes that really does stick out strongly in my memory is the scene where the car uh, is sinking. Like they, they're in the water and they're sinking. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Um, and I like, can you just like kind of refresh in my memory of what happens there and ha- like what hap- what happens? Yeah. So that scene is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I guess it's kind of like in Beetlejuice, but because this car sinks in that one and two and they die. Oh yeah, right? that's how they but spoilers for Beetlejuice. That's how they die. We watched Beetlejuice already, so we don't have to worry about I, spoilers. But not everybody might have seen mm, Beetlejuice or listened to that episode. It's in the it's in the episode history, you it's know. It's in the vault. It's in it's the in mock the footage vault. We've been through it. Um yes. So the sinking car. Uh-huh. It's like Will Smith's in the car and there's a robot in the car. Will Smith is in his car and he's driving home from dinner. Um, and the ta- dinner with and, Alex. Dinner with Alex, and he's <laughs> taking. It was an it was an alternate movie with of this an alternate name of this movie, Dinner with Alex. Yes, that was an <laughs> option. Um, and he is taking a taxi home, uh, and this the car malfunctions, and. Uh, Rodney and this this taxi friend uh, are 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 thrown off a bridge into the water, and uh, it's all it's all fine and dandy until they get to the bottom, and then you know how you have to let the water reach the top of the car, and then you have to break it with like a screwdriver or like something. No. I don't know how to escape a sunken vehicle. Okay, so this is a fun fact for everybody. If your car is sinking, immediately open a door or your windows uh, as soon as you can because the water pressure will keep you in and then you'll have to wait until the water gets inside the car and is completely filled up before you can open it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because if you're trying to, like swim out of the car while it's sinking there's water rushing into the car and pushing you back in yes and also you physically cannot open the door right 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 um thankfully the taxi uh friend is fine and just like breaks down the the glass and they escape um and then rodney you know has this this life and death experience and then has to talk to alex about it and they're in a professional setting and realizes Wait, that, you said that Rodney was, like, in a bad traumatic situation. Is this that situation, or was there something else? No, I thought I did it. Maybe I didn't say it out loud. His wife left him. Did okay. I not say I, I, that? I thought I remembered something like that, but I wasn't sure. Do, do we ever get an, exper- uh, an explanation why that happened? Why did Rodney's wife leave? You know, sometimes love changes for people. And 
for some people it, it changes more than others and it wasn't a bad situation it wasn't toxic or abusive it's just they weren't in love anymore well they grew apart they grew apart and it was fine and it's sad but it was taking rodney just a little bit more to kind of process through those emotions sure than than his wife I'm sure she needed therapy, too, even if it was her decision. Oh, yes. She's also in therapy, he mentions. Anyway, Rodney realizes... At the end of this movie, uh Rodney is friends with Alex. And and Alex is no longer his counselor. They're just buds now. They're just buddies. And that's the movie. (sighs) Okay. Sounds kind of boring. Yeah, I know. It's fine, though. (laughs) It sounds nice, though. I think it's what I need this this Tuesday evening. Um, unfortunately, I don't think that's what we're going to watch because we're going to watch iRobot. Uh, oh. Not I Am Legend. Uh, not the one where the dog dies and there's zombie superpowers and I that's and that's yeah. all I know. Now, see, now you have spoiled the movie we haven't watched yet, and that's unforgivable. I have sinned. I'm sorry. Ray, take us to the popcorn break. What was your favorite line? Rodney... During his first experience, uh, during his first dinner with Alex, it's just very awkward. And um, somebody walks up and puts like a, 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 a candelabra down, uh, accidentally mistaking them for the table over and they, thinks they're having a romantic dinner. Um, but instead of trying, instead of escalating the situation, Rodney just stares at it and says, candelabra. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait to see Will Smith do that. That's such a classic thing that he would do, you know? I man. I'm looking forward to it. Let's let's go eat some popcorn, right? Well, I'm not going to because it'll kill my mouth. Yeah, and we don't want that. <laughs> but you can have it all this week. Yeah. You are my fire, my one desire. Believe when I say I want it that way. And that was Daft Punk. That was Daft Punk from 2009, everybody. Mm. Ray, what did you think of uh, what did you think of the movie? What did you think? Let me do that again. <laughs> I'm really not that exasperated. I know, but that was really funny. Ray, what did you think of iRobot? I really wish I saw the anime adaptation of this movie instead. Yeah, that's fair. If that's I'm going to be completely honest, um, I like the concepts. Mm-hmm. The characters were okay mm-hmm. for the most part. I think it was trying to do too much. There were a, there was one or too many too many things. There was just too, Shia LaBeouf. Why are you here? <laughs> yeah, like the robot revolution sh- scene needed like a character, I guess, but it really didn't. No, it really <laughs> didn't. Shia LaBeouf. Why are you here? Thing, Nothing. Like there were very many things in the movie that needed to either be in the movie more for them to make sense or yeah. not at all. Grandma, Gigi, 
perfect, wonderful, amazing, yes. give me more. And was in the movie the, the exact perfect the ex- amount. Exactly. Shia LaBeouf literally appeared for two seconds in the beginning, said some swear words and asked for money in a car, and then didn't come back until the climax of the movie and said, I guess we're fighting robots now. And said some more swear words. And said some more swear words because he's edgy and cool now. This is nothing Mm -hmm. against Shia LaBeouf. No. Um, yeah, let me, let me, let me run through the plot real quick to get, to get us, to get the ball rolling here. Yeah, can I just say something real quick? Yeah. We watched this entire movie. I don't know what any of the main characters' names are aside from Sonny right now. That's all. Go ahead. There's Del is Spooner. Spooner. Spooner right. is played by Will Smith. He's the main detective. And then there's Dr. Calvin. Can't remember her first name. Played by someone. I, I should, I'm going to look it up. I actually don't know, know who it she is. She deserves credit for the, the, the work that she did. She did great work in this movie. And then there's um, uh, the evil guy, Lawrence Willem or whatever. Uh, played by Mark Harmon. <laughs> Willem Dafoe. It wasn't Willem Dafoe, right? Stop saying that. Okay. Susan Calvin is the, the fictional character's name. And she was played by Bridget Moynihan. Well done, Bridget Brid- Moynihan. Bridget, good job for what you got in this. I, I really liked her her portrayal. Yeah, it was a fun it was a fun little dichotomy between like she was a very robot sympathetic person and Will Smith was a very anti robot person and there was all kinds of messaging, I guess, in there. But let's get into it. Um the plot of this movie is that uh it starts off with a mur uh, or a suicide a death. There's a there is a death in a in a corporation. Oh, let me start over. We're in the future, 2035, so very close to Ray's year in Chicago. And there are robots. There are robots everywhere. They deliver your packages. They cook your meals. They drive the bus, or they are the bus sometimes. Um, <laughs> and they're helpful, and they're all guided by the three laws of robotics, which are, number one, a robot can never through its action or its inaction bring harm to a human being number two uh robot can oh must a robot must always obey uh every command given by a human being to the best of its ability and then number three a robot will do whatever it can to protect itself and keep itself alive and then they're in laws or they're in order of importance too. So like they won't follow rule three if it breaks rule one. That's important to the fiction of the universe, I guess. Um anyway. So they go to this uh big company, uh the Will Smith's character, Doctor Mr. Detective Spooner, doesn't trust robots and he gets called to the company where the robots are made because the doctor scientist who invented the robots is found dead and there's a like a smashed window in the lab where he was working like 30 floors up and it looks like he jumped out of the window and everyone wants to just brush it under the rug but there's more to this mystery and uh there's 
escalation as the robots become more and more violent toward him specifically. Um, and there's another, there's one of the robots has like this spark of life inside of him. That robot is named Sonny. Uh, and it was all a trail of breadcrumbs and clues left by the dead scientist so that they could find out that, uh, Vicky, the, the mainframe computer girl, uh, was a robot who actually wants to enslave humanity to protect it from itself. Um, that, and this is my, that's this, I, that's my book report that I do a good job. What's my grade, Ray? Joe, you were supposed to review I Am Legend. Oh, shoot. Um, but this, you did a great job plot synopsizing iRobot, which is the movie movie we watched. watched. There's a lot going on. There's in this too much movie. going on. It's and yeah, I try to it, keep it brief, but like honestly, it's I, I feel like I did a bad job. Even it's so hard. A, a detective is is pulled into a case, and he does not like robots, mm-hmm. and he gets attacked by robots. You want yeah? And, you want the back of the box description is Detective Del Spooner is prejudiced against robots, but maybe there's some good in them. But then when the robot scientist dies, who's his old friend, how does it, how did it happen? And what does it mean for humanity? And then that's the box. That's the, the yeah. there. It's a mystery. It's a detective mystery. Thriller, moral quandary, Gattaca movie. Slash comedy. Slash comedy. Slash, slash ro- rom- romance? Yeah. <laughs> Did you say horror? Because there is some horror. There is also some horror. It's a lot of action. A lot of, a lot of cameras spinning around for There's no a reason. Lot. Did you know that he also had a robot arm? Yeah, he's got a robot arm. <laughs> That was a good there's, reveal. It was and like, a that's good the reveal. Thing is, there's like a lot of really good stuff in this movie. I stand by it. I don't know. It's it's cheesy. I, it's I very kept saying, of its time. Like it's very like, oh look at we the CGI sequences we can do. And it's like goofy, but like I, I think there's saying, a lot of good stuff in this movie. In about in about the first third of the movie, I said, Is this a camp movie? Is this movie campy? It feels campy. And then about the second third of the movie, I'm just yelling and Joe can attest to this. I was just yelling, he's a robot, he's a robot. Yeah. And then <laughs> they reveal the robot arm and I'm like, oh. And then the last third of the movie and it just you goes off the rails. Silent. You were silent. Yeah. You're like, I'm done. I don't I don't want <laughs> Oh, I was watching it. Yeah. Um, I did call a few things. I said mm-hmm. that the, the CEO guy was dead. Yeah. I did say Vicky was the bad the bad one. You did. And I did say About that... About 20 seconds before it happened. Right before it happened. <laughs> and then uh, something about Sonny. Uh, you said something about Sonny. Oh, Sonny did do the murder. <laughs> yeah, Sonny did do the murder in the beginning of the movie, but... Because the doctor <laughs> made the doctor, him do it. It was doctor's orders. You gotta do what a doctor tells you to do. That's the law. That's, That's robot the secret law. zero with law of robotics. There's a lot of plot holes, and there are a lot of ways that you can be like, wouldn't it make sense if this happened? And... 
It's I don't know. It's how many how many bullets are in his gun? Oh my gosh! At the end of the movie, when he's just swinging his gun around, does not reload once. It's a submachine gun. It's got twenty five bullets in the clip max. I. I kept also kept yelling about how Sonny was robot Jesus. Yeah. Because, I mean, he technically... I'm thinking about it right now. One, I started making that joke because they were talking about uh, robots can't kill it a was, human. Yeah, like it how, was the CEO guy was like, a robot simply cannot murder a human. That would be... No, it was Dr. Calvin. No, it was She's Dr. Like, Calvin, yeah. She was like, a robot simply cannot kill a human. That would be like a human walking on water. Can't happen. And then Will Smith was like, well, there was this one guy a long time ago. And then Sonny pops out of a box pops and is introduced. And has murderous intent. And here's he's the Jesus. Thing. He's Jesus, and Jesus had murderous intent. <laughs> and Dancer Alloy. And Dancer Alloy. But the thing <laughs> is, Joe, his father was robot god. Yeah, that's he true. He created robot law. Yeah. There was no Christ figuring in this. Well, there the was ending shot. There was a sermon on the mound. <laughs> there was a sermon on the mound. And he was a prophet because he had visions. He was visions. a prophet. Oh, my God. Thank you, AP Lit. Really There's like appreciate a lot it. of fun things that you can look at in this movie. There's just too many things. There's, there's so many things. I really liked whenever Grandma Gigi was on screen. She was just fun. I like... I, yeah. Go on. I also really liked how all the robots were very uncanny. Yeah, yeah. I really liked that. It was... Supposed to give you an unsettling feeling the whole time. Yeah, I'm Even tempted to say that it like fed into the theming of the movie, but that is one thing that was clear by the end of it is that it, this movie doesn't really seem to have much theming. It doesn't really yeah. seem to have a message. Like, and we said it, that during the movie, and you said, uh, yeah. "Well, it was from the early aughts, so it probably didn't." It was one of those yeah, movies, exactly. So this, was a, this was during the golden age of cinema when movies didn't need to be about things. This was like this was just a movie. <laughs> we, but it just progressed in such a way that I felt like I was watching too many movies. Yeah. Uh, my my hot take that I uh, said during the movie was that it it delivers a moral message and like uh, uh, something that you can walk away from the movie with that is relevant in the fiction of the movie, like. Like it talks about like how the, the the laws of robotics are flawed or whatever, but the laws of robotics are not real. If anything, you know, it's it's a kind of an edgy statement about how humanity is doomed because we can't, you know, protect one another and protect ourselves. But like that was a flawed take. I don't know. Like I don't, I don't know. know. It's, it's there's a lot. And yeah. I don't know if we can unpack every single thing. I don't Instead think I'm, that, like, they yeah. didn't do any work unpacking any of it. It was just, like, <laughs> everything was just, like, summarized down into, like, two lines. And it's like, this is the big idea. And it's like, well, what else is there to... Oh, that's... Okay, that's it. All right. Well, let's let's shoot guns for 20 minutes. Here's what I'll unpack from this movie. I was always uncomfortable at how prejudiced Will Smith was towards the robots mm-hmm. in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's very deliberate... Yeah, and and the, I, I like that part of it. And 
the backstory we get for it is that and and you you hinted at this with the car scene. Would you like yes. to talk about the car this, scene? This, this stuck with me, and I again watching it, I think it's a good scene. Uh, so Will Smith's backstory here is that he he was on his way back to the precinct on a normal day, and a semi truck driver fell asleep at the wheel and ran his car and another civilian car off the road. And in the other civilian car, there was a dad who died instantly in the impact. And there was his 12-year-old daughter in the passenger seat. And so, both in separate cars, Will Smith, the cop, is like 30-something, whatever. And this 12-year-old girl are drowning. And one of the robots, this like automated, automated thing just happens to be walking by, sees this happen, dives into the water, can only save one of them, and chooses to save Will Smith, even though... Detective Spooner is yelling at the robot, save the girl, save the girl. Uh, the robot decides to save Will Smith because he's got a higher chance of survival. You want to talk about how you did air, air quotes? I did air quotes there when I said decides because it was a <laughs> logical choice or whatever. It was It was a calculated risk and Will Smith's character had a higher chance of surviving so the robot saved him. And Will Smith has detested robots ever since then. This comes back at the end of the movie when Dr. Calvin is about to die. In a really, really flat kind of way, huh? Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Dr. Calvin is about to fall to her death and die. And and Spooner yells at Sonny to save save her and he says but i have to do the thing to save everybody and spooner just keeps yelling save dr calvin and then he does because he has choice because that was built into him from from the specifically the big into man. that like that only sunny has the, the uh-huh. capacity of choice he's the only robot <laughs> who can choose yeah <sighs> yeah and Will Smith's robot arm was really cool yeah and I think they used it in good ways. Like, you know, they, they waited until a really good portion into the movies for it to be revealed. We and yelled. We yeah, were both like, because, what? <laughs> yeah, because because he's fighting a robot and he picks up this, like, piece of rebar or whatever. And he's, like, smacking the robot with it. And the robot just deflects it and grabs it and then starts hitting him with it and hits him in the arm with it. And he just, like, he's, like, blocking himself. And the rebar hits him in the arm. And we're like, what? The- no, that's going to break him. That's going to break him. And then the camera switches back and you see that, like, he's got circuitry and stuff in his arm. It's like, and he oh, looks okay. at the camera and says, yeah. And yeah. then proceeds to beat up the robot with his robot arm. Yeah. It was the... That scene specifically was very evil dead to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I just kept yelling about how campy this movie was. And it's I think not. That's, that's it. It's like, I think that Will Smith played it as camp. And I don't necessarily yeah. blame him for that. But like... That's not what the movie's going for. I think that's how he was for. written, you know? Like, yeah. I, I think, like, and probably with his <laughs> his input as well, because he's Will Smith, like, that's how he plays characters. But, like, none of the other parts of the movie, well, none, none of the other acting in the movie was campy, we'll say. There were definitely campy parts, but, Well, you want like, to talk about the campy villain? The, the big CEO... Vicky? 
No, I'm talking about a big CEO bad guy who's telegraphed as the bad guy since, like, minute three of the movie. Yeah. And everyone's like, Yeah. But then the the twist is that he ends up getting killed by the robots because he actually was unaware of their malfun- their mass malfunctioning and that Vicky, the AI computer brain, had taken over the robots. Yes. And she's like, so well, we don't need to get into Vicky's motives because she's wrong. <laughs> Vicky's <laughs> motives are in order to, to protect the humans, we have to keep them safe. Yeah. From and each other. Keep- from, from each themselves. other. And I'm like, Vicky, honey, no. No, that's fascism, babe. <laughs> no, we don't like that. <laughs> Vicky, come on, no. <laughs> but thankfully, Robot Jesus comes and saves the day. Yep. I think well, it technically, was... Will Smith saves the day. They, they all do. And I think it was I think yeah. it was funny how, like, like, they were... At the end scene, they're like, all of the other NS5s were fighting them. That's the robots. And they were like, you know, murderous intent and stuff like that. And then as soon as Vicky's deactivated, they're just standing there with friendly faces. How may I be of assistance? <laughs> that was... And I'm like, um... It's spooky! Yeah, it's, 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 it's unsettling. I liked yeah. it. When I watched this movie originally i was like "Ooh, robots are spooky ai is spooky and like now it's a decade later and i'm like this didn't age super well <laughs> no i saw it i'm like this is a silly movie yeah but it's fun <laughs> it's fun i got pulled into it not gonna yeah. lie i think a good and I, I think we're wrapping up here i think a good um what's the not scale, a good measure of whether or not I liked and enjoyed a movie is if I sh- start shutting up at some point. And oh, get see, I can never tell if you're movie. shutting up because you're into it or if, because you're, like, checked out. Oh, <laughs> uh, if I check out, I, I usually tell you. <laughs> if I check, like, Kid in King Arthur's Court, I was checked out for about uh, yeah. the last... No, we were... We were engaged with that movie for In every second. We were moment. yelling at it. <laughs> but we were checked out. This movie uh, this movie got me in the last third, even though I thought the robot revolution sh- scenes were a bit excessive and not yeah. needed at all. And, like, there's, like, there's a scene where the NS5s, which are the new robots, which are con- controlled by Vicky, are, like, destroying the older models. And then Will Smith explains in a scene that doesn't make sense for him to explain that that was happening because the NS4s would protect the humans because they don't have the uplink to Vicky. But it just seemed like that was one of the things I'm like, why is this in here? Like it it, felt so contrived. Yeah. Like I didn't understand why the, the new robots were attacking until Mm -hmm. I realized Vicky was explained it. Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah, I get, yeah. Okay. But like, that wasn't part of the mystery until you made it a part of the mystery and then you immediately solved it and it's like cut something yo like cut something i'm exhausted um thank you ray for watching uh (laughs) this film with me would you recommend watching it to somebody who had never seen it before Mm. Mm. what about the cat 
The best part of the movie was the cat, and we didn't even talk about the cat. Uh, I'm leaning towards a no on this one. Okay. It just... It's not that it left a bad taste in my mouth, but there's just something about... I could pick something else. Yeah. Is is the feeling I'm getting from it. I'd rather watch something else than this. That's fair. I'm glad I watched it again, but I probably won't watch it again. I'm glad you made me watch it. Yeah. I don't regret that decision. Yeah. It's not it's not fantastic though. No. <laughs> uh, Maybe. All right. uh you can find us on Twitter at mock footage and defend iRobot uh and tell us why we're dummies for ripping it apart a little bit. Um you can also find us on Gmail at mockfootage at gmail.com and send emails to us there. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. And Ray, once again, thanks for watching this movie with me. (sighs) Thank you, Joe. And also thank you to to Ryan Chongo for the use of the song Head of Serenity off of his album Hat Shop. You can find it on his band camp. And also thank you to Ross Gerson for the wonderful cover art with us in our little robe slash smoking jackets. What are they? It's a mystery. Okay. Um... What was your favorite line from the movie, right? <laughs> I had one, and then I forgot. It was like halfway through. We reacted to it. Do you remember? Do you remember it? It was like a loud thing he yelled. It had the same energy as Candelabra. <laughs> uh, uh, um, pie robot. Oh, quotes. Hold my pie. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Hold Ray, my pie. Ray, what was your favorite line from iRobot? My favorite line from iRobot was when Will Smith uh, saw a robot running with a purse and he was holding a sweet potato pie that is that Gigi made <laughs> and, uh, and handed it to a random man on the street and said, Hold my pie. <laughs> <laughs> Hold my pie. (laughs) Oh, God.